That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From beautiful Huntington Beach, California, on the HealthyLife.net radio network, heard in all 50 states and 135 countries, all positive talk radio. Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com. Usually along with my lovely co-host Carletta Cole at thecaregiverplace.com, but she had to do her somebody's hair today because she's a hairdresser i'm a gas station owner she's a hairdresser but we're caregivers and so um maybe next week anyway we are coming to you also live on on demand on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks uh 26 global audio video platforms including iHeartRadio, itunes youtube spreaker soundcloud vimeo stitcher radio blog talk radio oh the list goes on and on i won't bore you in fact, we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, number two on Feedspot out of the top 60, number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. We have a couple of guests, Kimberly Hobby and Mar- Marilyn Abibio. Abibio, yes? Abibio. Ababio, I was so close. (laughs) (laughs) Comfort Homesake has been providing advanced health planning programs for over 19 years. Since 2004, Comfort Homesake has been working in community with families, professionals, healthcare providers, and community members, providing engaging and effective culinary, no, that's not right, culturally (laughs) relevant (laughs) programs and services to let people know what they can and cannot expect from the healthcare system. Our approach is to create space and allow participants to express their beliefs and questions about managing a chronic disease, dealing with a serious illness, or facing end-of-life issues. Our training modules include serious illness conversation, starter, advanced directive, compilation or completion, soul injury, transcendental beliefs, shout loud, cannabis, and health, Our services include volunteer training, friendly visits, meaning, and legacy. I'm just going to stop right there. That's a lot of stuff, and uh, I don't want to take anything away from what they need to uh, explain because that's they do a lot, and uh, I'm honored to have them on the show. And I just want to take last week's guests and thank them, Mary Moreland, the author of the book Gap Between Loving and Supporting Someone with Alzheimer's. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, Caregiver Dave. Dot com or any of our other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier, you know, iHeartRadio, iTunes, etc. All right. Um, enough of that. <laughs> so guys, so great to have you on the Caregiver Dave show. I always like to ask my guests just who is Kimberly Habby. We'll let you go first. And Marilyn Abamio. Did I say that right? Abamio. Abamio. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be an issue. Whole <laughs> show, I predict. <laughs> and why were they placed on this earth? You first, Kimberly. Yes, I am Kimberly Hobby. I am the administrative uh, coordinator as well as volunteer director for Comfort Homesake. I handle a lot of the volunteers for the friendly visit and the No One Dies Alone program. 
as well as help to assist Marilyn to build the foundation. And Marilyn, how does she help you assist the foundation? What, what, uh, why were you placed on this earth? Yeah, um, I, I love the question. I love yeah. both questions. Uh, the first question it has to do with a spiritual calling. Mm. I am really doing this work from a spiritual place in the, in the core of me. And the reason why uh, Kim and I are working together is because she, too, has a, a sense of spirit and integrity, and she does the best for people that she can possibly do. And therefore, you know, we try to meet a high standard because we're coming from a place of love. Great. Now, uh, the word spirit and spiritual has so many meanings these days. What is your definition of of spiritual spirituality and faith? Where is your faith coming from? Your yeah, I, I would say I I am going to say I'm not really a particularly religious adherent. That um, when I say spirituality, I am speaking globally about a source, whatever source name you choose to use. Um, but that thing that makes you feel like you understand a connection to the earth, a connection to other people, a connection to, to, to positivity and good outcomes, all of the really good things that, that are, we can connect with. And you can even say at the quantum level, you know, what makes you feel good? Those things. So that, that's how I think we all have a common place and a connection uh, no matter what you name those feelings that you have okay and we don't want to turn off anyone in our audience so that includes god that includes the higher power and that includes uh Source, creator a lot lots okay. of names all right so um besides what i read in your introduction just who are you guys and what do you do Okay, well, we are Comfort Homes 8, <laughs> and we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we deal with uh, clients that are dealing with a serious illness or a, um, a debilitating disease or facing end of life. As Give me an example of, of who one of your clients are and what type of issues they would, um, first of all, find you, because they got to find you, and then, you know, seek your help. Let me do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I love talking about our clients because I really do love them um, and, and the volunteers that connect with our clients. Um, so clients who are managing a chronic disease, we often meet them in community-based training sessions where we go into senior centers, we go into um, assisted living places. Um, we work with hospice organizations. Support groups. Uh, hospitals. Support hospitals. groups. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> support groups. And we go into these um, places well prepared. And so we have usually handouts and way that people can contact us or refer us to other people. So when we're, when we're talking to people who are managing a chronic disease, we often talk about self-care and healthy lifestyle, healthy eating, and, and to avoid opioids and things like that for pain management. Uh, for people who are, have a serious illness, we often pr provide a friendly visitor 
you know, be it a phone call, a Zoom or in person so that we can begin to connect with that individual's um, sense of self at a time when the, a disease process is usually taking our our energy and, and our, you know, and then for this, for the uh, end of life care, we do our um, end of life vigil, which vigil, which is uh, end of life doula work. And I'm sure you realize that uh, your clients aren't just those who are dealing with the chronic disease, but oftentimes the caregiver who is dealing with their loved one who's dealing with the chronic disease. And many times those caregivers are in worse shape than uh, their loved one because statistics say 30% of caregivers die before their loved ones die. And many more become hospitalized, sicker, and eventually need a caregiver of their own. So uh, that's absolutely true. And let me just add to those statistics that, that, uh, you know, the baby boomer generation probably has not probably definitely has more people in it than the generation behind us, which means that there are more people who are going to need caregivers than there are caregivers available. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Who's going to take care of grandma when there's more grandmas than caregivers? Same with the social security. There's more people uh, paying uh, out of the system than there are paying into the system. And I, I like to call it the caregiver tsunami on the horizon. You know, what mm-hmm. What are we going to do? There's a shortage of care facilities. There's a shortage of workers. There's a shortage of, of uh, uh, caregivers. And I, I like that you're dealing with the holistic part of it because, you know, society seems to be rejecting the whole spiritual God, you know, you can be God and this and that. But, uh, you know, this this thing that we call a human being is mind body and spirit and if you choose to ignore the spirit i mean you're going to have problems would you agree yeah i totally agree and it's been my experience (laughs) that that is at the core of almost every service that people provide caregivers do when we have a meeting with caregivers we have this um, process where we ask the caregiver why are you doing this work Mm. and in the story that they tell us we derive certain values that a caregiver is holding. And sometimes they're simply saying things like, there was nobody else, or, or you know, that's my husband, or that I love them. So there, there are very, very high values that keep people doing this really hard work as caregivers. Yeah, it's not necessarily their passion or their joy or their decision. They were drafted into this like they were drafted into the army. And uh, a lot of times they're not doing very well and they hate it and mm-hmm. uh, they become resentful and bitter sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how the burnout happens. And m- most of my audience are burned out caregivers. So anything you could say that could help uh, them deal with that. Uh, first of all, um, a lot of them are in denial that they need any help, right? I mean, I uh, the problem I find with caregivers is that they don't need any. I can do this myself. Hey, you need any help? No, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. And why are they so hesitant to even ask for help or even contact you and ask for help? <clears throat> I, I, I think sometimes it's because of guilt, um, guilt of someone stepping in to do what they should, they're looked at to be doing. Okay. Um, I think sometimes it's a sense of um, pride. Nobody can take care of my parent like I can take care of my parent. Mm-hmm. Or my child, like I can take care of my child. So it's a number of things that 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 
play into effect here. Yeah. Yeah. And they're right. Nobody could take care of them as good as you can. However, mm -hmm. you know, you don't need to be a perfectionist to watch somebody's loved one. You just need to adequately be prepared so that you can take the break and give you the, the rest and, and the vacation or the day off or the week off or the weekend off so that you can recharge your batteries and come back refreshed. Exactly. Yeah. Very often that message is, it doesn't, it's not heard as, as much as often as it needs to be. And, you know, I had the experience of, <clears throat> of taking care of one of my children who had cancer for oh. seven years and, I, that was I, a young child, right? Yeah. Well, he was a teenager. He was a teenager. Wow. And and I, I have to admit that I was mentally and physically locked into it in such a way where you couldn't pry me away if you tried. Sure. And so, you know, and, and it was this false idea mm -hmm. that I was doing something that nobody else could. But very often, to be honest with you, other people could have done some of that work because the hospital sent me home with um, IVs, um, a drip. I mean, a lot of medical equipment that I would have loved somebody else to have handled. So um, I just wanted to be in charge of love, but it didn't work out that way. Yeah. yeah. Boy, that's you spoke a mouthful of truth there. So let's talk about your um, Comfort Homesake, which is who started the company, by the way. And um, what what is it that you uh, what's your mission statement? I Everyone likes to talk about a mission statement. <laughs> well, yeah. I should I should answer that question, because um, after the passing yeah. of my son, the, the person I was just talking about, um, our family decided to. Um, start Comfort Homesake so that other families who had a loved one in a hospital, in the emergency room, could be better prepared than we were. Uh -huh. uh, we had no idea what to expect, and we were disappointed in what <clears throat> happened. And so we decided to start Comfort Homesake, uh, whose mission is to create, Nash to increase national awareness about aging and advanced healthcare planning through education, training, research, and advocacy, dot, 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 until every family is prepared. Mm. Now, do you get grants from the government or, I mean, what kind of help do you get to go on with your business? <laughs> <laughs> was that a chuckle <laughs> it's kind of a chuckle and and i'm just gonna go on a little rant i'm checking the time <laughs> we have, you have four minutes till we're up on a break okay, <laughs> but um it's just really how difficult to get funding because this is core work it's the kind of work that a healthcare system is not designed to pay for. They're designed for income, not not putting money out. And in spite mm -hmm. of all the equity that they say that they are trying to create, they don't want to spend any money. Mm. Yeah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm involved in uh, uh, hosting 
caregiver uh, mastermind coaching and wellness retreats in Acapulco to try to get caregivers to get away. And, you know, many caregivers, the vast majority of them are broke and they can't afford it. And even if they could afford it, I, I can't get away. I can't leave anyone with my loved one, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, the trick is I'm trying to get people to, uh, you know, co- companies and wealthy individuals to donate and send a broke caregiver to Acapulco. And, uh, you know, it's difficult to get uh, donations for yes. anything today, yes. for anybody, mm-hmm. for any purpose. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. <clears throat> I think people, I think people want to see things in place. However, they don't want to have to pay for it or <laughs> donate to it. <laughs> yeah, but I've also found that when you give away free things, yeah, you put a value on it of what they paid for. And if they paid exactly. nothing, uh, you're you're lucky they even show up. Uh, many times mm-hmm. I'll give a initial free coaching session, and sometimes I can't even give those away. Because, mm-hmm. but if they spent, you know, $50 on a coaching session, man, they'll be there. If you had a doctor appointment and you didn't feel like going that morning, but you suddenly realize that they're going to charge you $80 whether you show up or not, mm-hmm. you're going to get out of that sure. bed. You know what I mean? Because you got skin in the game. True. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't, I don't, you know, we can talk about it more after the break, but I would just like to hold up our volunteers who do a ton of work. Mm. Uh, like caregivers who who do a ton of work unpaid, but again, they do it for love. They do it for yeah. the positive feeling and for the, the accolades that only the spirit can give you. Yes, so. good point. Listen, we are going to take a short break. We will be right back. Don't go away. Charlene, why are you so mean to me? It's so hard being your husband, taking care of you 24-7, not feeling any crumbs of appreciation or love in return. I just don't think I can be with you anymore. Went on in my misery and my isolation and my depression. Thankfully, two or three days later, I found this business card in my pocket. I don't know who gave it to me or even what it was, but it was inviting me to a caregiver support group. I didn't even know what a caregiver was, let alone a support group. But I figured, well, Maybe somebody thought I needed it. So I went, what do I got to lose? And everything changed for me. I met people there who were just like me, (laughs) burned out caregivers. I learned that if I didn't put my oxygen mask on first, I couldn't help anybody. I'm here in what I like to call (laughs) the caregiver villa, because this place is a perfect prescription for caregiver burnout. I try to bring as many caregivers here as will come. You know, caregivers, it's like you can bring, lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. They, they don't want to ask for help. They want to give, give, give until there's nothing left to give, and then they burn out. So I'm trying to stop that. I have an online program. You can call, you can contact me at caregiverdave.com, and I can share with you the program that we have for each individual group of people, because no two needs are alike. Whatever you're going through... And I've been living this life of caregiving. That's the difference. And I want to encourage every business and individual out there who has a need in this area so that you and I together can help caregivers survive. Hey, welcome back to the Caregiver Dave Show with my wonderful guests from Comfort Homesake. And let me see if I can remember their names. Kimberly Habi. And Marilyn 
a babio. Yes. Oh, I did it. <laughs> that I did was a it. great job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There's hope for me yet. <laughs> so, um, you have classes that you do, right? Uh, how, where, when uh, do you do these classes? How do people sign up? What are the topics of these classes, etc.? Well, we have several classes. Mm. Um, the the one where um, contract. Now, are they online or are they in person? There are some online. Uh, there are quite a few online, um, but most of these will be in person. They're caregiver What training. city? What city? And there'll be uh, Alameda County. So we're looking at Fremont, Hayward. California. Uh, yes. Okay. Northern California. Northern, Northern California. All right. Yes. And they're going to be caregiver trainings focused on the caregiver. Um, of course, the patient is welcome to join as well as um, any what our volunteers that are out there that are also doing the work. And we're presenting mm -hmm. on just caregiver, self-care, self-awareness and burnout. Very important topics. And those in different parts of the country and world and Canada and Great Britain, uh, they can kind of participate as well on Zoom. Well, yeah, we, we, we would invite people from all over the globe to oh, join God. us, particularly on March 8th, March 8th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where okay. we're hosting a caregiver listening and support meeting. The Zoom ID number is 829-2030. Three three zero six. Again, that is our caregiver listening and support Zoom meeting, March eighth, six p.m. Pacific Standard Time. ID number eight two nine two zero three zero three three zero six. Got it. And uh, what is the first topic you're going to be talking about uh, on March eighth? Well, we're going to be talking about caregiver burnout. We're going to talk. We're talking about uh, caregivers and mental health. Good mental health, and what does that mean? What does it look like? And, and in different cultures, um, that's one thing that Comfort Homesake is well known for: the fact that we do training in um, Chinese, wow. Mandarin, Cantonese, uh, Spanish, Korean, Vietnamese. And Punjabi, so we have we have uh, quite a few modules that we use with different communities, and we have come to know that uh, communities have different ways of looking at things, but uh -huh. there's also a big similarity when it comes to caregiving. People That's just great. step in and do that work. Which one of you is multilingual like that and speak all that, those languages? Oh. <laughs> I'm English. <laughs> <laughs> I have English and a little Spanish, but we... we what are we talking about? Artificial intelligence? A, a machine <laughs> yeah, that does this? Yeah. yeah. We wow. train trainers. We train I need trainers. one of those machines, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we use uh, an organization called VHIO, which is the um, one of our universities, and they will translate uh, our PowerPoints to Spanish, Chinese, um, really? various languages but they translate like books too i believe so wow that's awesome mm -hmm. yeah because you hear about these authors says and hey, my book is translated into uh, 27 languages <laughs> i wonder how they do that <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we have been working with that group for a long time, and it's really an important aspect of training and communication uh, with caregivers, especially those caregivers who, where English is not the primary language. Yeah. Be, mostly because, uh, for example, there there's a phrase that uh, we were discussing in, in among in a Vietnamese translation project, and and they were telling me these young Berkeley students were telling me that you use one word for an individual who went through the war and you use a different word if the person is older. Wow. So, you know, it's very nuanced. Well, so um, how long are these classes? Are they 30 minutes, an hour? And um, how long have you been doing them? They are going to last at least an hour, maybe hour and a half for questions. Okay. Um, we've been, well, we've been contracted by Alameda County to do them. So they're going from um, they're going to end in June. But of course, we look to hold on to the support groups, if possible, to uh, continue to encourage caregivers, be there for them and have a place for them to be able to, you know, just release sometimes. And how frequently will you be doing them? It'll be monthly, but at least uh, two to three a month. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's very good. And Alameda County has given you your blessing, has given you their blessing, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So the trick is to get all the other counties in California to do the same, especially mm-hmm. L.A. County, where 11 million people live and 30 percent of them are caregivers, you know. Right. Yeah. This is the um, federal area agency on a. Area Agency on Aging. So this is coming out of uh, aging. And um, Dave, as you probably know, that there is a federal and state level movement toward organizing caregivers of all stripes, meaning they could be promulores, they could be um, community health workers or family caregivers uh, so that they can create an association and have a uh, and, and have a foundation for payment and perhaps mm-hmm. become an entry level rung on the healthcare ladder. So this mm-hmm. is something to look forward to. I'd love to be a part of that. You know, I already own the domain uh, association of caregivers and Academy of caregivers, which I use, you know, in my uh, retreats at, uh, in Acapulco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely send you more information. Yeah, I would love to connect that. with all you guys. Cause we yeah. all on the same team, you know, that's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. So who should attend these? Well, we're looking at uh, caregivers, their patients. Um, burned out nurses, stuff like burned, that. Yes. I believe every, anyone in the healthcare field should attend. Anyone with uh, burnout. Exactly. Exactly. That because, just about covers the entire population, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> you could have burnout entrepreneurs, burned out uh, housewives, yeah. <laughs> burnout teenagers. Wow. Yeah. We have two mandates with the Alameda County. One of them is to provide a community education on caregiving. And that it, our approach to that is to create space and time and occupy that space to allow caregiver concerns to be heard. And this is why we have organized the uh, caregiver listening and support Zoom meeting 
In addition, we are doing a public information platform, which focuses on disseminating information about family caregiver support programs and other support resources. Um, I think your audience might be interested in some of the um, caregiver support programs and support resources um, often. And I think we should talk about the fact that very often there are resources out there that caregivers don't know how to access. They don't know how to find those resources. They don't know how to speak about it because, you know, the government speak. There's this way of looking at things. And if you just say, you know, I need a rest, you don't know that you need to look up this word called respite. Respite, yes. You know, it's like, and and there's a lot of translation that has to happen. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that after the break. Um, We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hey, everybody. It's Dave Nassani, otherwise known as Caregiver Dave. And I'm coming to you live from this beautiful Acapulco Villa, which I like to say is the perfect prescription for caregiver burnout. And I have a unique opportunity to bring 14 burned out caregivers up here so that they can decompress and do all the things that they need to do. But this is just a bonus It actually comes with the six-month Zoom coaching program. It's a one-on-one consult with me, Caregiver Dave, to identify where you are and where you need to go. It's a six-monthly small group coaching sessions to smash any obstacles between you and your ideal vision of what a caregiver needs to be and caregiver success. You get my three free books and instructions on boundaries, grief, self-care, organization, asking for help, learning how to say no, avoiding burnout, avoiding depression, avoiding perfectionism, avoiding isolation, avoiding resentment, delegation, team building, how to have fun, how to have no guilt, the importance of gratitude, and after caregiving, when you're no longer a caregiver. But this seven day bonus is absolutely free. It comes with the coaching program that you pay for. And the food is all-inclusive. I'm telling you, seven days and seven nights here is amazing. This is truly paradise. And I highly recommend it. For more information, go to caregiverdave.com. That's going to send you to my other website. And if you want a shortcut to get there immediately, just go to acapocodave.com. Thanks again. I look forward to seeing you in Acapulco. And we're back on the Caregiver Dave show and we're talking about, what are we talking about? We're talking about burned out caregivers <laughs> and who is comfort homesake with Kimberly Habib, Habibi, no. Habi, you got it there, I said right? it the first time. And Marilyn <laughs> Abbas, Ababio. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, respite. There are lots of government things that people can get if they only knew For example, if uh, we have a veteran um, and they need uh, assisted living, there is a program, if you're a vet, that they will pay for you and even your spouse to go in assisted living. There are so many things that are available through so many government organizations, maybe city, county, uh, state, federal, uh, the Veterans Administration. I mean, you name it. Uh, Can you go over all the different places we can find money and funds and respite 
And, you know, Dave, I heard an innovative idea about respite um, during one of the uh, tabling at a, a senior fair where this woman, um, she was talking to me about all of those um, timeshares and, and those those organizations that have like empty spaces that they could offer those spaces uh, as respite for some caregivers if they were connected uh, to their communities in that way. Yeah. And it's like my Acapulco uh, Villa. It's not my Acapulco Villa, but I rent it. So it does cost me to rent. And yeah, I mean, there are so many places that, I mean, let's face it, caregivers are at the top of the food chain as far as uh, essential. They They save the medical industry billions and billions and tens of billions and hundreds of billions of dollars every year. And, uh, Did you say that again? <laughs> yeah, they save it's the medical so industry true. tens and hundreds of billions of dollars each year, and they're treated, unfortunately, the same way vets, unfortunately, are treated. And I just found out first responders are not treated very well, uh, the ones who are injured on the job as they're rushing into a burning building. Often these small town councils and city councils and county board of supervisors will spend money from taxpayers to fight against these people who are just trying to get money to pay their medical bills. It's disgraceful and it's shocking. And we need to start, uh, you know, putting our heroes at the top of the list <laughs> of getting help, you know. Yes, uh, we would be lost without them. And, and yeah. something's upside down and backwards, you know. Yes, it is. But you're doing things to help turn that around. We need to start explaining to the government and different agencies why this is so important. And what would happen if all the caregivers just immediately went on strike for 24 hours one day? The whole system would crash. (laughs) Of course, they would never do that. They should do it (laughs) just to teach someone a lesson. But I'm I'm afraid people would die if they did that. Uh Well, Um, you know, you know, there's just I'm just tagging on to your point because a lot of times the way that caregivers get I'll say roped into this some of them could just be visiting patients in a hospital and on discharge day it's like who's going to take you home and and then you know the the daughter the the whoever might be there offering a ride home you know then they realize well do you have your medicine no Somebody got to go to the pharmacy because they can't, they can, the patient can hardly walk, you know, and then often a neighbor will go and check on that person. They just got home. They don't have any food. Um, who's going to take the trash out? You know, I'm just, I'm just talking about all of the wonderful things that communities do to help people when they know that there is a need. Um, and part of Comfort Homestake's work is to develop what we call asset-based community development, which is a methodology, a community outreach methodology that allows the community to become as we were in the past, beloved, where we knew each other. We, we would send our teenage kid boys or girls over to take the trash out for Mr. So-and-so who broke his leg or, or to, you know, um, to bring a, a meal when we know that somebody's sick. Churches and, and, and other groups still do these kinds of things, but it's, it feels far between. 
And, and we need to know who our neighbors are, especially in the face of fire, floods, earthquakes, pandemics. If we haven't learned anything, we should know who our neighbors are. That's right. Like Mr. Rogers says, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> and the Bible because says, you are. Who, is, who is your neighbor? And he tells a story about the Good Samaritan, you know, mm -hmm. those that should have reached out to this man, you know, a priest and a Levite. And it took a despised Samaritan to put him on his donkey and take him to a hotel and give the guy, you know, a couple hundred bucks and say, here, if it's more, I'll catch you when I come back on the other side. So who is our neighbor? It's the one who feels compassion and empathy for each other. And we should, all should, but unfortunately we don't. And, yeah. you know, the caregiver is often the one in the family who is the most compassionate and empathetic. They're the chosen one, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of times the siblings say, hey, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you can do it. You have the gift, but, you know, I, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I live in New York and you're in California. I can't do it. You know? And it's interesting, interesting that you mentioned that because my sister um, is the one who has been caring, who cared for my mom before she passed away and is now caring for my dad. And now she's God bless at her. Point, she's at a point where now she needs a caregiver. A caregiver who needs up. a caregiver. Exactly. Imagine that. So I live in California. My brother lives in Virginia. And we're about to split my father between three people, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's well, a tough situation. Let's and, you know, see. we can talk about young people as well. You know, sometimes young people, even high schoolers, are, are doing caregiving. That's right. Um, yeah. So that's right. There no... are eight. There are eight million caregivers under the age of eighteen in California. I'm sorry, wow. not in California, in the nation. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, they're not protected under the labor laws. Mm -hmm. They don't get a thirty-minute meal break. They mm -hmm. don't get the twenty-minute, uh, you know, rest uh, twice a shift because it's like a lot of times they don't even go to school because uh, they wake up and their parents say. Uh, yeah, sorry, you got to watch grandma today. You're not going to school. Uh -huh. And uh, unfortunately, yes, you're right. There are many, many teenagers. And, uh, you know, some of you might have been a caregiver as a teenager yourself, you know, if necessary to your grandparents or someone who was living at home. So what do we do about these teenagers who are really doing an adult job? I mean, it's good training for them because we know they're probably going to either become a caregiver when they get older or absolutely hate it when they get older, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, they should be rewarded. They should yeah. be rewarded. Yeah. Sure. And, and, and you know, the, you're bringing up something, uh, the word competency comes to mind because um, if I knew then what, when I was caregiving what I know now, I could have done a much better job even with all the love that I had, you know, meaning sure. that that I think that caregivers could learn more about what they're trying to accomplish with their loved one and in the process learn to care for themselves more as well. To understand that, you know, when they're burned out and in a bad mood, they're not creating the environment for their loved one that they might want to. Um, oh, when their loved one sees them crying or abusing drugs and alcohol, th their loved one understands that they're just stuck there because of me. 
Um, there, there's a, a lot of exchange that happens that we're not privy to, but I think that uh, the, the idea of training caregivers to do that job and to care for themselves is very important. And it also leads to qualification for the government to pay for that level of service. Yes, and I think our school system has let us down in a way. You know, there ought to be classes uh, you know, similar to home ec, you know, how to, how to tea, how to make a, a grilled cheese sandwich so you don't starve to death, which, they, you know, they have that. But how about how to balance your checkbook? You know, how about how to become a caregiver? How to, how to just take care of someone, you know, who's in need? And many people, um, don't even realize they're caregivers. You know, it might be a neighbor, an elderly neighbor who you've been watching for weeks, uh, go out and pick up the newspaper on his lawn every, Every day you see he's struggling. So, hey, let me get that for you, you know. And next thing you know, you're inside and you see that um, you can't reach the breakfast. Every, hey, let me get that for you. You know, mm-hmm. next thing you know, um, uh, you're taking him to his doctor appointments. And and next thing you know, you're you're like, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm a caregiver. When did this right. happen? <laughs> and and uh, so they say that 30% of the population care. I think it's much higher than that. It could be as high as 50%, you know. And I believe that everyone everyone is eventually either going to become a caregiver or need a caregiver. There's no escaping it. That's yeah. why there there needs to be some teaching. You know, uh, I wish I had some training when I suddenly became a caregiver on um, uh, September 1st, 1996, when my wife was suffering from a four-day headache that turned into a stroke. She lost her speech, became paralyzed on one side. And instantly my world turned upside down. And for the next two or three years, I was in the grief process. So was she. And we didn't know what was going on. We almost broke up. But I finally went to a support group and realized that, you know, I had to take care of me first. I had to put my oxygen mask on first. And things started getting better. She started becoming her old self again. Our love was rekindled. And I realized that, uh, hey, there are other caregivers out there who were suffering just like me. And I became Dave the Caregiver's Caregiver. Mm-hmm. Started writing books. Started speaking on stages, speaking on television doing uh, caregiver uh, wellness retreats now, have caregiverdave.com online support, and I'm doing what I can, and thank God that you're doing what you can. Mm -hmm. And that's true, because as a child, you don't ever think, you know, something's going to happen to my parents one day. That's right. um, And I'm going to have to take care of them, and it it flip-flops. Yeah. So we can all benefit from some caregiver training, like you said. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I hope someone from the school uh, board of education is listening. Listen, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Our last break. Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too, Thrive to Stay Alive as a Caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. He now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. thrive and stay alive as a caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. 
And we're back on the Caregiver Dave show. And we are wrapping it up with my two guests um, from the Comfort Homesake. Again, it's Kimberly Hobby and uh, her partner, who is Marilyn, Marilyn Bobbio. 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 I would like to say, along with the um, Zoom um, session that Marilyn mentioned, we are about to host our first um, session um, at the Mystique Senior Center in um, Alameda, California. The Mystique, is that what you said, the Senior Center? Mystique Senior Center. How do you spell that? It is M-A-S-T-I-C-K. Mystique, that's an unusual word. What does that mean? Oh, that's a good question. I was. Is it the name of a city almost, or something? It almost sounds like... Uh, like majesty, but <laughs> it's oh. actually at 1155 Santa Clara Avenue, Alameda, California. All right. How big of a place is it? How many are you expecting? We're expecting at least, I would, it holds at least 40 to 50 people. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you'll have to get a bigger place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then our next one after that will be at the um, JSI Inc., J-S-E-I Inc. And that will be at 1285 66th Street in Emeryville, California. And that's on April the 13th at 10 a.m. That's great. Now, have you guys written any books or how can people find out more information? You have a website. What is it? Um, yes, we have a website and that's... Um, www.comforthomesake.com. Again, that's www.comforthomesake.com. And if you wish to attend the Mystique Senior Center uh, on March the 1st at 9.30 a.m., you can email us at info at comforthomesake.com. And that's, again, info at comforthomesake.com. And if you want to join us at the JSI, location which is april 13th at 10 a.m again you can email us at info at comforthomesake.com okay and that's comfort c-o-m-f-o-r-t homesake h-o-m-e sake is s-a-k-e dot com in case someone didn't understand or we got garbled or something so what else do you want to talk about before we uh end in about three minutes or so that we didn't well, already I'd like to just just raise up some of our partners who are doing this work as well. There are organizations who are respite organizations. There are organizations that deliver food. A lot of us know Meals on Wheels. Mm. Um, if you so, I'm saying to caregivers that you know if you're hungry, make a phone call. Go to a food bank. Don't don't sit at home ashamed. You're going to see a lot of people out there, maybe people you know. It's a tough world out here. Yeah. And also, you know, um, and if you feel like you're going crazy, get, get in touch with a support group, um, really, because kind words can do a lot for your heart and for your head. Yeah. Uh, so stress uh, and panic attacks, anxiety, yeah, those kinds of things. Yeah, and and if you just like we and we also are starting uh, with a partner, an LGBTQ caregiver Facebook page uh, for I'll say special interests. Um, 
we have a Facebook page for people interested in soul injury, those people who are feeling like they're caregiving, but they're suffering from trauma and other experiences, and they would like to talk. So um, join us. Join the Comfort Homesake team, www.comforthomesake. That's comfort at home for the sake of God. Mm. <laughs> Comforthomesake.com. So it doesn't matter where they live. They can go to comforthomesake.com, join your community, yeah. You're going to keep in touch with them. You're going to put them on a mailing list or what? what yes, how do you we keep do. In touch? Yes, we do. We, we put people on mailing lists and, oh, we send greeting cards and we have friendly people who call. And and um, and if you have an issue or you want to make yourself useful with us, then just contact us and you can be friendly visiting training or and a lot of um, a lot of um, end of life doulas get in touch with us because we have a relationship with um, health providers who refer patients who are at end of life, but unrepresented or for whatever reason alone, so that that they can sit vigil with them. Um, so that that's a very sacred space and a very um, sensitive uh, thing that we do because um, we just love the space. Yeah. Well, yeah. well please remember us and uh, caregiverdave.com if. If you need to send anyone our way, we have lots of resources ourselves. And then uh, if somebody needs a vacation, you can send them, say, well, I know a guy who's doing uh, caregiver wellness retreats in Acapulco, and it's uh, it's it's at caregiverdave.com, and that'll take him to a special link. So thank you so much for coming on the show, girls. Uh, it was a great interview. And I just want to talk to the rest of my audience here. Remember that all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on your favorite platforms. So uh, you can see our uh, shows and on caregiverdave.com and my newly released book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, is a bestseller. It's available wherever books are sold and also on my free membership website, caregiverdave.com. And please join my Caregiver Dave Facebook community of 34,000 caregivers where you'll learn all about my new caregiver wellness retreat and mastermind in Acapulco that I offer to all burned out caregivers. And we're just trying to keep as many of those 30% who die before their loved ones do alive. And if you click the link on uh, whatever platform you are watching this or click the follow button, uh, it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms. So thank you again to all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast on the internet. So until next time, same time, same channel. May God richly bless you. Bye-bye. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again.